Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Patrick McKenzie, and I'm a software engineer from central Japan. Yes, I'm exactly as geeky as you probably think I am. I'm going to be talking to you today about software for underserved markets. There's many underserved markets in the world. There's people with disabilities, non-technical customers, people outside the United States of America. There's one... <laughs> it's true. And there's one market in particular. It's gigantic, and I think most of us are missing it. So I want to address that market, and I want to address them directly. One, two... Hello, ladies. <laughs> look at your marketing director. Now look at me. Now back at your marketing director. Now back at me. Sadly, he isn't me, but if he had spent the last four years selling bingo card creation software to elementary school teachers, most of whom are over the age of 45 and female, maybe he could sell like he's me. Hands ready. Hands up if over 80% of your customers are women. One, two hands. I thought there would be three. Hands ready. Hands up if over 80% of your customers are men. Look around. This is the competition. Why would you compete against all these savvy operators when by the simple expedient of selling software to women, too, you could swan dive into a blue ocean where there are no competitors and every day is like shaking a money tree? Where are you? You're in a presentation listening to the man your man could sell like. What's that in your hand? I have it. It's two customers for that software you sell. Ding. You have big, fat, white guy who buys B2B software and young, thin, white guy who steals B2C software. <laughs> Raise your hands if you make software for young, thin, white guy anyhow. <laughs> See, a room full of savvy operators. Monocle smile. <laughs> but is the software market really this non-diverse? No. Some of the hottest software companies that you've heard of and the hottest technologies companies that you've heard of sell primarily to female markets. There's several examples. One, Groupon sells to a market of technically savvy young, uh, young people who have lots of money and love spending it. You don't have a problem monetizing these people. On the other end of the scale, there's Farmville. You've probably heard of it. If you have an Aunt Millie, you didn't respond. Her cow died. You don't love her enough. But they are making money hand over fist. Another example from the hometown heroes, there's a company called Cookpad. They're based out of Tokyo, and they do recipes. Cookpad has one of the best customer, uh, customer penetration stories I've ever heard. One of my friends went to their CEO at a meeting and said, hey, I think my wife might enjoy using your service. The CEO looked at him and said, if she's Japanese, she already does. <laughs> Anything's possible when your market penetration is approaching that of having children. So why is it that we are so myopic about the possible audience for making, uh, for making software? Is it because, well, look around in the room, there seem to be a lot of gentlemen here. No. Procter & Gamble in the 1960s managed to sell more soap to more women at $1.69 a bottle than we sell soap to women when ours costs about $600,000 an installation. And they had a marketing team which was a little more madder and a little more menner than we are. So it's not just the demographics. Why do we suck at selling to women? It's because we suck at selling to pretty much everyone. <laughs> And we think that if we just take the plan that works for our one audience, geeks, and we drizzle a bit of pink paint on it, we will, we will be able to sell it to women. And that just doesn't work. We need to fundamentally reevaluate how we do marketing and how we do sales so that we can reach markets, uh, markets outside of our target audience of the techie geekiness. For example, 10 second gap of error, oh no. <laughs> for example, I should have practiced this more. 
You've all heard that you should sell, that features don't sell software, benefits don't sell software. But if I look at the top of your website right now, do I find features.html? Features should 404. And when you write features, they aren't good features. They probably look something like this. They're boring because software is boring. Users find users to be pretty darn interesting. They have to be themselves about, oh, 24 hours a day, but they use your software for about three minutes. Instead of selling software on features, you should sell it on benefits. Tell the customer a story. I want to tell you a story about Mr. Taylor. He's absolutely real. He, lit, he works at a hard school in Washington, DC. Mr. Taylor was written about in Atlantic Magazine because Mr. Taylor is awesome. When poor kids go to his school, poor kids are shaking in their seats to learn about math. Shaking in their seats. Mr. Taylor got written about in Atlantic Magazine because Mr. Taylor is interesting. His kids got written about because his kids are interesting. The software didn't get written about because software is fundamentally boring. And trust me, if you saw my sales chart for the day, you'd want to not be written about in Atlantic Magazine too. Now, if you want to troll an engineer, tell him that Google is an advertising company just because they make 97% of their revenue from advertising. But is Google really an advertising company? No, Google is a company that does what it does for its users. And what it does is it makes their users sound intelligent. You could ask me when the Battle of Sekigahara is. I spent $120,000 on an East Asian Studies degree. I have no clue, but I know I can Google it really quick, and so I sound intelligent. So what business are you in? Are you in the software business? No, that's just the monetization engine for the emotion business. You need to connect your brand, your company, your experience of using the software to what your customers value. What your customers value isn't using software. It isn't bullet points. It isn't XML, GPL, I don't know. It's making a change in the life they are living. They want to feel loved. They want to feel successful. They want to experience the new life that you will offer them as a result of using your software. So do you have a screenshot on your website? Why? Your software is boring. The customer is interesting, so show the customer on your website. This is my new, uh, my new adventure, and the response rate from ladies in particular went way up when I put a successful businesswoman on the, on the website, and she thought that if I just used the software, I would be a successful businesswoman too. People have asked me to buy this. It doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> nice problem to have, right? So if you're making an emotional connection to your customers, you might try something like Ravelry.com. TechCrunch would sum summarize this as, it's like YouTube, except for knitters. But really, they don't care about being able to upload photos of knitting, even though they've done it about eight terabytes worth. Yes, eight terabytes of knitting videos. <laughs> they care about knitting. They care about making beautiful things and sharing beautiful things to their friends. And this website, it's ballsier than anything I would ever do, and it says, share the joy of creation. There's many other ideas for uh, selling software to women. You can see some of them on the bingo card. Don't try to read it. You'll go blind. But you can find the slides on my blog later today. Talk to me about this subject. I love speaking about it, and I'm on a horse.